0: just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, guys. How is everyone? I'm gonna be honest. I'm not doing great. <laughs> I'm not, not having a great night. I am uh, very low energy. I just spoke at a twelve-step meeting, so I'm. I feel like I just like spit up for forty-five minutes, and now I'm going to record a pod. Um, it is currently. 85 degrees inside my apartment because my AC is broken again. Yes, I believe this is the third time on the podcast I've mentioned my AC being broken because it fucking breaks all of the time. And (laughs) hopefully today they figured out the issue, but it's very hot. My tummy hurts a little bit. I'm very tired, but I'm going to do my best to perk up and give you guys a nice little podcast. Um, I just want to give you a reminder that the next three weeks of episodes, so the first three weeks in May, are pre recorded. Our lovely producer, Nicole Matthew, is getting married. Mazotov, Nicole, I love you, and going on a wonderful honeymoon. So I pre recorded episodes and I will not be doing recaps, but I think the episodes are actually pretty great and I'm excited for you guys to hear them. And then when she gets back, that last week in May, which by the way is also my birthday week. Just in case you were wondering, um, this will actually come, the newest, the next non-pre-recorded episode will come out, I think two days before my birthday. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, I'll go back to recapping and I'll do a brief synopsis of the three weeks that I missed. I'm not really that worried because it's not that much happens in OG. And like, you know, if it does, we'll all survive, won't we? <laughs> Make sure to come join our uh, Facebook group. You can find the direct link to it at mollyandthepsychos.com and we'll be talking all about Teen Mom. I mean, we'll be talking about all reality TV and just everything Emotionally Broken Psychos related, but we'll also be talking about Teen Mom. Okay, so let's get into this week's episode, which I found to be a pretty mediocre episode, to be honest. Maybe that's why I'm also not feeling that high of energy because I feel like... Not that much happened on this week and um, unfortunately that's kind of an OG thing, right? And so I actually think it might be good to take a couple weeks off because then when I come back the last week in May I'm going to have so much to talk about. And also like the pre-record ups are really fucking good. Um, I did, next week you'll hear an episode on Janelle's side characters which is literally me just talking for an hour about people that have maybe not even appeared on Teen Mom, but I feel have been influential to my Janelle fandom life. (laughs) And then I did a Mother's Day special, which, guys, when I say it took me fucking hours to do, like hours, it probably took me four or five hours to record. Um, I really went above and beyond my editing skills. I'm actually shocked to figure out how to do it. Halfway through, I realized I'd like fucked up the whole thing and had to wing it, but it actually worked successfully and I'm really, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. And then my final pre-record episode is a a recap of Caitlin and Tyler's 16 and pregnant episode uh, with my internet friend, Natalie, who is a birth mother. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear all three of those. They're going to be really good. Um, I don't think anybody's even going to miss me recapping, you know? I mean, I know you guys obviously like the recaps, but these are fun, interesting, fresh episodes. (laughs) So, yeah, this week on Teen Mom OG, who should we start with? I can't remember what order I went in last week, which I usually try and keep track of. Um, So I think I'm just going to get right to it and start with Amber. Because I'm pretty sure I talked about her in the second half of the episode last week. So, I am so fucking bored of listening to Amber talk about having Leon on school nights. Hey, girl, maybe if you take your scheduled fucking visitation, Gary will let you have her. Like, how many times do I have to listen to Gary say, "Uh, like, we'll talk about more visitation when she takes... What's the word I'm looking for? When she takes advantage of the visitation she already has. You know, like, she didn't take her repeatedly last season. She went to New York instead because Matt really needed her. She was too sick using that in air quotes like there's just all these times and then on the reunion Gary said like she's supposed to have her on Wednesdays after school and she just doesn't show up and it's like <sighs> Amber just because you say you're a damn good mom it doesn't mean you are a damn good mom I actually have decided that I think Amber is the third worst mom in teen mom world do you want to hear my official ranking of teen moms teen mom one and two okay so the two worst are Janelle and Farrah Uh, I mean, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. My next tier is Amber. Below that, I would put Leah, Caitlin, and Kale. Um, it's really sad that Kale has to be on that level now. Even Leah, you know, they're all pretty bad. It's a surprising, it's surprising that I have Kate, Leah, and Kale right there. I did not think that would be the case two or three years ago, but here we are. And then uh, my final lowest tier, which would make them the best, but I mean, they're the best of Teen Mom, which is that an accomplishment? I don't know. Are obviously Chelsea and Macy. So yeah, Amber. I don't know. I see people say that she's doing well, and I just don't get it. I don't know if it's my like intimate knowledge of sobriety, which, as you guys know, I cried last week talking about. I think it was on the Patreon extended episode, and. Honestly, like, the feedback I got from it, I did want to mention this. Like, thank you so much to everybody. I got private messages, uh, Facebook posts. Like, I really kind of laid myself out. And to have people respond to that has been really incredible. Also, shout out to my friend Evan. That's a girl. (laughs) Hey, girl. Um, But, yeah, the response to my flip out over Amber that I worked myself up into such a tizzy I started crying was really incredible and you know obviously like I'm pretty biased and I I guess I do get where if you just watch the show you would think Amber is like an okay mom but once you follow what's really going on with her she's not good she's not good she says she's a good mom but she's not and if I have to listen to her fucking say I'm a damn good mom one more time I'm gonna I'm gonna do something bad to myself (laughs) I don't know what that bad thing is, but it's going to be bad. Um, So, did you guys notice how fucking crazy her makeup looked in this episode? Which is funny because just this week, Amber released a makeup line. Because I guess along with having an eye for fashion, she also has an eye for makeup. <sighs> I mean, her makeup is significantly worse than Chelsea's and I think you guys know how I feel about that. Her eyebrows look insane and... I don't even know what to say about her lips. And also, poor girl's contouring her double chin, which, like, I respect and understand. Um, but it's it doesn't look great. <laughs> she's, she's not doing it very successfully. It just, she looks insane. So, she's talking to Matt, and she wants to invite Gary and Christina to a Halloween thing with Leah, which is nice. You guys know I love a blended family. I'm really happy about it. Um, she calls Gary to invite them. And I wrote down, having kids as a teenager is bad because you have to deal with your high school boyfriend the rest of your life. Like, my high school boyfriend um, is actually, like, turned out really hot and seems successful and has a really pretty girlfriend that I think he's going to marry. So, like, shout out to you, Avi. I won't say your last name, just in case somebody's listening. But, um, Avi had done good, but I can't imagine if the two of us were bonded for life. Like, I look at his Facebook or Instagram once every four months, you know? Like, imagine if you had to deal with your high school boyfriend forever. Yeah, sure, there are some couples that get married and they're happy. I know a few of those. God bless you. Good for you. But I just, I cannot imagine if I had to, like, fucking call up my boyfriend from when I was 17 and invite him places oh oh my worst nightmare so uh basically Gary Gary agrees to come and uh Amber talks to Matt about it and she's like I just want to be sure you're okay and he's like yeah babe of course I'm okay and I you realize how like amiable Matt is on camera and I wonder if he's like that in real life um I honestly think he may be, which is why he and Amber get along so well and why they'll be together for as long as she has money, because Matt is a con man and he wants them to be together like he wants her money. He wants he likes to live in that house. He likes to drive her Range Rover and whatever fucking other cars he has. What kind of car was that Mamber car? But he he likes he loves the fame. Um, He loves the attention. He likes what he has. So why would he cause a ruckus? I think that's his M.O. I do believe him and Amber get along, like, super, super well. So, Gary tells Christina about the phone call. And this is mean, but I wrote down Gary is really, really fat. I'm, like, I hate concern trolls and people who, like, pretend like they care about fat people's health. But, like, I'm genuinely worried for his health. Um, There's a video floating around of Gary auditioning for The Biggest Loser. (laughs) back I think before Team Mom even happened after 16 and pregnant or maybe after the first season of Team Mom and I watched it recently and had a thought to myself that Gary was not that fat then and that was when he was trying out for the biggest loser so that's probably not a great sign you know um he's gained like at least 150 possibly 200 pounds since the start of the season I mean he was always fat by the start of the series excuse me he was always fat don't get me wrong but like You can hear it. He can't breathe silently anymore. He can't get up and down. Um, I don't know. I'm worried for him. On the other hand, it looks like Christina has lost a little bit of weight. Uh, What do you think goes on in Christina's mind? Do you think she got with Gary just for, maybe not the fame, but like the money and the stability? I think it's possible. I want to talk a little bit about Christina Uh, Because I haven't done that yet. So, Christina was married when she met Gary. Now, nobody knows anybody else's marriage. I have no idea what the state of their marriage was. But she cheated on her husband with Gary and left him. She has a daughter from this previous marriage. And we never see the daughter because she is not allowed to film. In fact, uh, her husband actually filed a restraining order at one point to prevent his daughter from filming. Last season, or the first OG season, we would see her in the background with her face blurred, I believe. But um, now, as recently, it came out that the daughter's not even allowed to be around when, uh, when they're filming. And she lives with her father, primarily. Which is an interesting dynamic, you know? Like, I don't know. It... It's, we, I'll say it, it's weird that she is now raising Leah full-time and obviously Emily, Gary and Christina's daughter, but isn't full-time raising her daughter because she's choosing to be with Gary. And that was before she got pregnant, you know, like, I, I find it bizarre. I don't think it's bad that her daughter, who I don't even think we know her name maybe we do i just can't think of it off the top of my head i don't think it's necessarily bad that her daughter lives with her father you know i'm i'm progressive i'm a feminist shocking right uh i think men should have 50 50 i think it's totally fine for the father to have primary custody but i do find it to be an interesting choice that christina chose to be with gary knowing that she would no longer be her daughter's primary caregiver because she had been, according... Oh, by the way, like, all their divorce records are online. You know. Gotta love the internet. Um, she had been the daughter's primary caregiver. And later in the episode, they talk about her daughter being sick. Or might actually be right around here. They talk about her daughter being sick and in the hospital. And I guess uh, she was born premature and has had health problems her whole life. I believe she's the exact same age as Leah. If not, maybe one year older. They go to the same school. Um, but... She's had health problems her whole life. Christina was her primary caregiver. She drove her to all her appointments, took her to all her appointments. Uh, beyond just like being her primary caregiver, like a normal mom, you know she was also her caretaker and with her health stuff. So it' just it's 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 weird that she would choose to be with Gary and live with Gary over having her daughter full- time. I mean, who knows what decision I would make in that place. But I think it'd be disingenuous if I pretended like it didn't raise my eyebrows at all. You know? Like, I could sit here and be like, yeah, it makes total sense. Um, And when I first learned about this, I thought that she was pregnant when she made this decision. But she wasn't. Like, she she just decided she wanted to be with Gary and her daughter could live with her dad. I think they... Are together fairly often. Anytime they're not filming. I believe she's over there. But I don't know guys. Like I said I think it'd be really disingenuous. If I just pretended like it was no biggie. And I didn't give a shit at all. Because I give a shit. Because I mean. Let's be real. If I didn't give a shit I wouldn't have a podcast about Team Mom. Right? So. Oh it is then that they talk about her daughter being sick. And Christina is like really on Team Amber. Which is surprising but also not that surprising um she's never seemed to dislike amber and she's always i think just defaulted to gary and kind of left it up to him and it was his business which i respect you know i think she's christina's done a really good job she uh, is leah's primary caregiver i think that's pretty obvious how many fucking times have i used the phrase primary caregiver jesus like 25 times in the last five minutes (laughs) i'm sorry for my repetitiveness she's the main one raising Leah. Um, I mean, I'm assuming she's the main one raising Leah. But she's stayed, like, almost totally out of the stuff that goes on with... Oh, my God. (laughs) That yawn felt so good. She's stayed out of the stuff that goes on with Gary and Amber. And I've always respected that. I think she's done a really good job not getting involved in the Gary-Amber drama. Also... Guys, don't forget, like, Gary was talking to Amber while she was in prison, like, making it seem like they were getting back together. And then when Amber first got out, making it seem like they were getting back together when he was with Christina. <sighs> Gary's, like, a good dad, but he's also a slime ball. You know, he's a man. Men are disgusting. Um, but Christina's not, like, really team Amber because Amber came and saw her da- daughter at the hospital, which I was truly shocked to hear. <laughs> Because, like I said, I don't think that highly of Amber. I don't think she's a good person. I think one of the reasons that she's so fine with being with Matt, besides the fact that he's very nice to her and they get along, is that she doesn't give a fuck that he's a deadbeat dad. Um, You know, why would she care that Matt's not paying child support? Because she didn't pay child support until last year when it became court ordered. And she pays $1,200 a month. Um, Until it was court ordered, Amber never paid a fucking cent in child support to Gary. Which is... Nuts. It's nuts. Um, She's kind of been a deadbeat Leah's whole life. And so why would she care if Matt's a deadbeat? She doesn't. She doesn't give a fuck. Um, Why would she care if he doesn't pay child support? But I guess... So I guess Amber went to go see Christina's daughter, which is like a really nice gesture. Um, And it's a good way to mend fences. And I am proud of Amber for making that decision to try and mend the fence. So Christina is really on team amber and basically wants gary to trust amber but i do like how they talk about it i'm not sure if it's just for mtv's sake but christina very much like makes it known like this is your decision and i have no say in this and she she's gotten a lot more firm with gary though she used to just be like well okay but now she's like gary like what's she gonna have to do why don't you trust her are you using Leah as a pawn like she is asking the tough questions of Gary and but at the same time, like keeping a reasonable distance from the situation, which is great. Good job, Christina. Um, I wonder if it'd be different if Amber was the one that held all the power in the relationship. But I don't know, Christina, I wonder if Christina and her, her ex-husband co-parent well, because she seems to know a lot about co-parenting and has a lot of good advice for co-parenting. So we're back at Amber's house and they're getting dressed up for Halloween. Uh, Amber's doing Leah's makeup. She's a cat. Amber is a leopard, maybe. And uh, Matt is Batman. They go to a haunted house. And it's... I think it's cute that they're all dressed up. Um, Gary and Christina are not. But I I just... I think it's cute. They were good sports. I'm sure Leah liked it. Amber talks a lot about how important it was for Leah to see them together. And she did say one... Um, really i think aware thing which was that she needs leah needs to see them all getting along because amber doesn't want leah to feel like she has to trust trash talk amber to christina and trash talk christina to amber which is great because last season especially we saw leah doing this a lot she's being very manipulative I'm sure not on purpose because she's eight years old. Although I think eight-year-olds can be manipulative, right? But she was obviously having some issues uh, with her, like, family dynamics because when she'd be at Amber's house, she would say stuff like, Daddy never plays with me. She said something about Disney World and how Daddy didn't do anything with her in Disney World, which doesn't seem realistic. And then she would go to Gary's house and say, Amber, sleep, mommy sleeps all day. Mommy doesn't play with me. She was obviously, obviously, obviously uh, telling each parent what she felt like she they wanted to hear. Because she could sense the tension and she understands that they don't get along and that there's fighting over custody. Uh, she's probably a smart little kid who, like, gets what's going on. So I did think it was, like, it showed a lot of self-awareness. That Amber recognized that and wants to mend that situation. I guess I'm, like, not hating Amber this episode, even though I started with a rant about how Amber is a terrible mother. (laughs) Isn't that the fun of reality TV, though? Is that, like, each episode someone can be totally different? Like, why would I be watching a reality TV show, especially Teen Mom, if every single episode somebody was disgusting? I want every episode I want to change my allegiances. I always do. That's what makes it fun. Um, So they have a good time at the haunted house. Amber's wearing this poncho that's like to die for. I love it. Did you guys like her poncho? I thought it was really fucking cute. She wears it later in the episode too. (laughs) Uh, I guess Amber does have an eye for style. I should look to see if I can get that poncho on forever hot. Even though I live in South Florida and it's. 9,000 degrees outside and 9,000 degrees in my apartment, I would like that probably cashmere blend poncho. It looked fabulous on her. It would look absolutely fabulous on me. Um, (laughs) So our last scene is, it's funny, I actually see now that I wrote in my notes, after I went on that little rant about how Amber has been good this episode, I wrote, this has been a good episode for Amber, actually. (laughs) I guess my mind has not changed since I wrote these notes yesterday. Um, Amber and Matt drop off Leah and Am- Leah's holding a ton of gifts. And I was like, oh, Jesus, how- what did she buy for Leah? But then I realized it was all for Christina's daughter, which is like, it's super nice. It's it's really nice. Um, They got her a Build-A-Bear and it looks like some clothes. And that's... That's thoughtful, and I think that's so important for Leah because, you know, Leah needs to see that they're one family. Um, For me, as a child of a blended family, like, it's very important that um, I, (laughs) and I'm 28 years old, soon to be 29, it's very important for me to feel like I am part of just one family and not two families, I know everybody's different and that's absolutely not possible in some families, but I think where it is possible, it's, it's really important. You know, like my mom and my stepmom, like go to the farmer's market together, like, and have coffee and get along great. And we all just, we love each other and that's a total, total blessing. And I would, I wish that for all children of divorce when possible. Um, So yeah, I think it, it, it probably was really important for Leah to see that Amber cares enough about Christina's daughter to get her gifts and also like to show that like hey I I love and respect Christina and your family with Christina because Christina's daughter is Leah's stepsister and they go to school together and I'm sure they're very close because they're the same age so I would she's probably one of Leah's best friends and it's important that Amber is able to be a big enough person to show that She is not jealous of Christina. She's not upset with Christina. And she wants Christina to be in a good place. I've repeated that a thousand times. I'm sorry, guys. I'm like, I'm really tired. I'm really out of it. And I have to babysit tomorrow at 730 in the morning. (laughs) Which I don't know why I agreed to. I do not know why I agreed to that. Uh, So Gary and Amber are talking about doing Leah's birthday together, which is another thing that's, like, great and... Um, they talk about going to get Mexican food and Amber says Matt hates Mexican food, which is awful. And if you're sitting at home thinking I hate Mexican food, you should, I don't know, you should reevaluate your life because Mexican food is life and I don't really know how anybody can hate it. I mean, like, there's so much. There are so many different types of food that you can get at a Mexican restaurant. Um, I, I just... I mean, another shark against Matt, right? So Gary was like, oh, well, well, the rest of us like it and it's in our budget. And Amber rolls her eyes. Well, I would assume she had on sunglasses and she was like, we have a budget. And Gary's like, yeah, I have a budget. And she's like, you are so cheap. And he's like, I'm not cheap. I'm just trying to like save money. And she's like, you own all these houses, which is I was surprised to hear. Apparently Gary owns three houses And he's looking to buy a fourth house. And I guess they're all in the same block. And Amber makes a joke that he's like the slumlord of the block, which like was funny. And I thought it was really, um, I was surprised and happy to hear that. Because neither Gary or Christina work as far as I know. So I'm glad to hear that one, they live on a budget, which I think we already knew. Because they had talked last season that um, Christina bought... Like, when remember when Amber, like, went and bought Leah, like, $900 worth of clothes, and it was, like, four heavy dresses like <laughs> that she wanted her to wear to school, which were, like, n- it made no sense. Like, they were, like, first communion dresses, basically. Um, and Christina was like, oh, well, I bought all of her stuff on clearance at Kmart. Um, I think they're really making that team on money stretch, and I love to hear that they have investment properties or income properties that... That's thrilling for me. They live in a very modest house. They drive modest cars. Um, I think. I can't remember what Gary's car actually is. I was thinking about a minivan he used to drive, but he might have upgraded. But it's, I love to hear somebody on T-Mom say the word budget. uh, Because Amber sure as fuck does not have a budget. Like, that to me was such an interesting scene. Amber in the past is owed, I think even right now she owes about $100,000 in taxes. She and Matt spend, like, crazy, all that fucking memorabilia in their house. They probably spent $100,000 on memorabilia. Matt will get on Snapchat or Instagram and show, like, his 12 signed guitars. Fucking, she spent, like, $50,000 on a signed Marilyn Monroe poster. Um, Shout out Kate and Tyler and their weird Marilyn Monroe newspaper that's hanging up in their house. But, uh, I'll get to that later. They, it... It's crazy how Amber spends money. Um, I doubt they're making that much money off of flipping the houses. She just spends, 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 like there's no tomorrow. And I think part of that is to keep, you know, Matt happy. Gary's not driving around in a Range Rover. And just that reaction of, Lee, of Amber saying, we have a budget and like being annoyed about it. Like, yeah, we have a budget because she's turning eight. Like, and we don't need to spend thousands of dollars on an eight-year-old's birthday party. Like, we'll go to the fucking indoor playground, and then we'll go for Mexican food. Like, we'll spend $100 on the day. Amber, or Leah does not need more, but Amber doesn't understand that because she's a Disney mom. I think Gary called her that, a Disney parent. Which is, she's around for the fun things and the spending money things. I mean, I bet even the gifts that uh, Leah brought for Christina's daughter that's probably I mean a Build-A-Bear is like $50 at least and then if there's clothes I bet she dropped a couple hundred dollars on that um and Gary just doesn't live like that and Amber was like Ugh, you're fine like you have money and he was like yeah like but I want to keep my money <laughs> and then there was like this weird scene where Leah was like mommy you can move into that house and we'll only charge you $10 in rent which is like funny and cute and then Leah's like well you're rich anyway." And Gary and Amber were both like, we're not rich. Like, who tells you that? Like, shh, don't say that. <laughs> and it was just funny because, like, obviously Amber wants people to think she's rich. And I think it's very funny of her to, like, pretend like she doesn't. Uh, so that was this week's Amber and Gary. Not Amber and Gary, just Amber. It was fine. Um, it was a good episode for Amber, actually. I need to sit up because... I am putting myself to sleep by in my laying down position. So sorry if you just heard my mic scoot across my uh, tray table. All right, let's go to Macy. Oh my God! I just scratch. <laughs> I just scratch myself really hard on my boob. Ow! Now oh, I have like my hands in my shirt, and I hurt myself. <laughs> I'm having a bad night, guys. <laughs> Okay, never mind now I'm going to Macy. so we see this like cute little scene of her washing Maverick in the sink and I just literally can't believe she named her child Maverick I think Jade is one of the cutest teen mom babies ever I don't know why but Jade with a Y is so fucking cute so guys it's Bentley's birthday and more than any other teen mom child I feel like Bentley's birthdays are always a huge deal I don't know why um Every year we've seen his birthday. and I guess it's because there's always drama of like, will Ryan come or will Ryan not come? But yeah, every year they make a, every season, it's a big deal about Bentley's boy birthday. Um, we see like a fucking four minute long montage of Bentley's birthdays. Did you guys realize how long that montage was? It went on forever. I mean, it was very cute. Bentley was very cute. And did you guys also notice in her first, In his first birthday or second birthday, Macy was dressed like a schoolgirl? Was it a theme birthday party? (laughs) Was Macy, was Bentley's first birthday a theme party? Like, what was that? She had a, like, a sweater around her neck, like, a plaid skirt. It was very weird. It was very, very weird. I did not understand that. So, yeah, we see A 19-minute-long montage of Bentley's birthdays and Ryan's not showing up. Um, I noticed, once again, I think I mentioned this last week, but Macy's really cleared up her skin. So, this is a very Ryan-focused episode. We were at Jen and Larry's lot. We saw a lot of Ryan and Mackenzie, and we're at Ryan's house, and obviously he just moved in. He just moved in with Mackenzie. Mackenzie is wearing a plaid scarf that doesn't look good to say the least um it just it just doesn't look great uh I'm it might have looked cute in person but it just doesn't look great on camera poor Mackenzie probably watched that episode and was like oh god I'll never wear my scarf like that again Uh, Mackenzie's picking out Ryan's outfits, and she's talking to the producers, and the producer's like, oh, you, like, know what he's gonna wear? And she's like, oh, I pick what he wears. And she said, I'm real tired of this old-school Hurley shit, which made me laugh really hard because that is exactly what Ryan's look is, like a Hurley shirt from 2005. Um, she got him some Ralph Lauren stuff. I was... By the way, is it, I've never known in my entire life if it's Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren. And I think I say both. Which one do you say, Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren? <laughs> uh, I was, I don't know. It's, I still, this whole episode, I, like I said last week, like, Mackenzie's a great influence on Ryan. How much of a good influence he's on her? I don't know. So we're at Jen and Larry's house. And did they move? Does their house look different? I thought they used to have more of a one-story house. Like, a ran- more of a ranch-style house. And that was, like, a full-blown two-story house. And I think their living room looked different, but I- I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you just hear the loudest sneeze of all time? My sneeze is, like, a wildebeest. Like, some girls have the cutest little sneeze. No, 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 no. Not my sneeze. It, like, actually terrifies people when they hear me sneeze. <laughs> so I hope you guys all heard it. So yes, if one of you could let me know if Jen and Larry moved, I would really appreciate it because I I need to know, guys. I need to know. Um, they're talking about Bentley's birthday party, which is at five o'clock on Sunday, and uh, Larry's like he's not coming, and Jen's like no, he'll be there, um, and basically saying like Mackenzie will make him get there, and you can tell Larry's uh, pretty skeptical. I think he likes Mackenzie and he sees that she's a good influence, but I think he's pretty skeptical. And this goes back to my thing about like their family dynamics and how Jen is the enabler and Larry's the hard ass and Jen probably covers up his drug addiction and Larry gets mad about it. Uh, Remember the Alan Wrench scene from last year? Um, You can really see these dynamics playing out even in this scene. Jen is like so thrilled for Mackenzie to be around and Mackenzie's going to make him there. Mackenzie's going to get him on time. And she's so great. And Larry's like, "Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, If he is going to be there at 5 o'clock, you better start leaving at 12 noon. Or getting ready at 12 noon. Which I thought was funny. I just blew my nose. I'm sorry if you guys heard that. I could have pressed pause. But I don't always roll like that. By the way, I highly recommend... These uh, tissues that come in a box with the characters from Frozen on them. They're, like, cool-to-the-touch tissues. And I'm all about that cool-to-the-touch life for allergy season. Uh, We get a cute little 40-second clip of Ryan playing with, like, an automatic nerf gun and just, like, shooting them all over the house. I don't know. Ryan seemed, like, really good so far this season. He's been very up. Have you guys noticed that? Maybe Ryan went to rehab. Do you guys think Ryan might have went to rehab or, like, got off his pills or what? I I don't know. But he seems uh, a lot better. I'm happy for him. I mean, I think he's probably still a drug addict. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some bad scenes coming up. But so far, so good, Ryan. I'm proud of you. Uh, So we see this scene of Macy putting chocolate on Jade's pacifier, which, like, made me laugh. I mean, is I don't. Is that bad? I mean, it. It seems like it's bad, right? Like my initial instinct is like, oh, you shouldn't do that. But it kind of makes sense. How else would you feed it to her? <laughs> Jade is so cute. Um, Keely is over, and they talk about Mackenzie, and Keely, Mac- Macy's friend, is like, this girl seems to have his head on straight, and I agree. I obviously agree. And Macy says something really fucking weird, which is Mackenzie is the perfect mixture of me and Jen. You guys found that weird, right? Like, I'm not sure why Macy holds herself up as an ideal that Ryan should be looking for in her girlfriend. (laughs) Once again, regarding my high school boyfriend, I would never think to be like his girlfriend is a lot like me. I mean, obviously I don't know her, but I just think that's such a weird comment to make like I understand saying like she's like Jen that's great um Jen is a wonderful loving mother I can understand why he would want a woman similar to that but I just found it to be such a weird obviously Macy thinks quite highly of herself and thought she was a very good girlfriend to Ryan and uh thinks that his ideal woman should be a mixture of her and his mother That was, like, one of the weirdest fucking lines. And it was, like, one second long, and it was so fucking weird, and it will stick with me for a long time. So, then they have a... (laughs) They talk about how old she is, and I fucking told you guys she was 20 years old. Nobody believed me, but I looked it up on Radar Online, and I'm right. (laughs) So, uh, Macy's like, I thought she was older than me, and... She said she was shocked that she's 20. And I was laughing because, like, they're clearly... I mean, Macy does say she looks older, too. But, like, they're clearly trying to imply that the reason Macy thought she was older was because of, like, her personality and the fact that she's a teen mom and she's divorced and she's a lot of life experience. But, like, it's because she looks old. That's the reason we all thought she was older. Like, I would have pecked her at a nice 32. Everybody write to me and tell me um, how old you think Macy is. Not Macy. How old do you think Mackenzie is. Because I'm dying to know. Uh, I definitely think Macy got her lips done. Do you guys think she got her lips done? They look a little plump. They look nice. Um, and Macy said something which I thought was like probably true is that Uh, Ryan treats Mackenzie well because she demands to be treated well, and she wouldn't put up with it if he didn't. And I really, I hope that's the truth. That's a nice thing. That's a nice way to live. I hope that's the truth for Mackenzie's sake. So our last scene is uh, Bentley's birthday party. Ryan is there and fully participating. Mackenzie is like all snuggled up on Maverick. Actually, it's not. It's our second to last scene. Um, everybody's happy. Bentley has these, like, little golf clubs. He's so cute. You know, McBentley's gonna be, like, Mr. Cool Jock Guy in high school, right? Like, he's gonna be the coolest kid in school. There's no way he's not going to be. Um, I bet he already is, like, a little popular kid in his third grade class. (laughs) Um, but Bentley's a... I think Bentley is a good mix of ryan and macy i think he might have a little more of, R- of macy's on um, like empathy and sweetness but he has ryan's overall demeanor which is like a great combo it's a really nice combo and i think taylor is like a good steady influence on him and also jen and larry and macy's parents who i don't know their names i want to call her mom sherry but i don't know if that's correct i could probably google it right now but to be honest i'm not going to um they take a really nice family pick including like a couple of close friends that are there and macy and ryan are standing next to bentley mackenzie's a little bit off to the side holding uh maverick i it just you guys know i love a blended family i just i i can't help it i just love a blended family and it's beautiful to see a family picture where mackenzie is holding maverick ryan and macy are standing next to bentley like that that's really great for bentley and I'm really happy for Bentley that Mackenzie's come into the picture. And I hope Ryan can keep his shit together long enough to um, stay with her. And if not, I hope Mackenzie leaves him. Uh, because she she seems to deserve a lot. Also, I think Mackenzie's son was there playing with Bentley. I don't know how old he is. I think he's younger. Also, I love to see Bentley interact with with Jade. We haven't really seen him interact with Maverick that much. But he's really cute with Jade he's like really cute like in this episode he was asking to hold her and they were playing together and i think he really loves being a big brother and like the last scene is um macy and taylor talking and she basically like is so happy with how the day went and really gives props she's like the reason this works so well is because of mackenzie and because of you to taylor and i thought that was like it was really nice um she was acknowledging that like you know, the significant others of the co-parent, like, makes a big difference in our relationship. And, yeah, I love Macy and Taylor. Well, I don't love them, let's be real. Do I love anyone on Teen Mom? No. But I... There's a fucking car alarm going off. Oh, it's off. Um, I think they are a solid partnership. And I, I really do genuinely think they're in it for the long haul. At least, I mean, at least 10 or 15 years I hope they're done having kids, but they seem like Macy's not the type that's going to be like fucking all over a guy, like so in love with him, showing so much affection. She's just not that type and Taylor seems cool with it. And I think they have like a, a nice understanding between the two of them. And I think they genuinely love each other and they, they seem like partners and I love how much Taylor is into Bentley and how much he loves Bentley. Um, I think Bentley's a pretty lucky kid. Hey, guys. To hear the extended version of this episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Hope you enjoyed. Have a great week. Love you. Moi. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive Producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Macken. Special thanks to Sarah Giovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards, www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos, and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.